Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 214. Albert, it's summer. It is way too early to be recording this episode. Or way too late, Julius. I way suppose that late. depends on how you view <laughs> the cycle of time as we flow through. I tend to always look forward. I can understand if you choose to always look behind, <laughs> live in the past. You are an older gentleman. I can understand that sort yeah. of mentality. And not only that, this glass of water I've got here is half empty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hello everybody. Today are we going we are going to be talking about Bloom, which by the way is spelled B-L-U-M-E as opposed to B-L-O-O-M. And this is a story all about flowers blooming in the springtime. And since it's summer, we are entirely out of season. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess do the flowers spring in the summer? They just like grow in the spring? So maybe we're right on track? No, they they kind of wilt in the summer. Oh, okay. Being that we're trying to grow some outside right now and it's not working so well, they kind of wilt in the summer. <laughs> but so so the game is a bit easier to get pretty flowers in it to grow. Indeed. And the game is all about a tile selection game where you are going to be selecting tiles over the course of three rounds, and you're going to be putting them on your individual garden board, and each tile has flowers in the corner, and your job is to put together tiles to make flowers of all one color or potentially two colors of specific hybrid types, use those to gain flowers or increase the price of flowers, and end up with the most amount of money earned for the flowers in your warehouses after the end of three rounds. Okay, simple. Quite simple, I think. Let us talk about things as we start. Shall we begin with the rules, Albert? Okay, let's do that. So, I'm, I'm going to throw out here, this is already a components issue. The rules, like much of the game, is very pretty. It is mm-hmm. very nice... Looks very pretty. It has nice graphics. It's well illustrated. I do believe, though, that this is an aspect where the rules fall flat. Um, hmm. The rules simply did not explain a large number of things for me, or they said things that I was just aghast that it is a rule. <laughs> and, th- and the one that I'm mentioning that I'm aghast is a rule I will come back to when we talk about the gameplay, because it's mostly a gameplay issue. But, for example, um, the rules say specifically, so when you're tracking the um, market board for flowers, so each one, so you can make a flower worth one, if you then increase the value of another flower and it skips over the one spot to lands on the two, that works. So right on that same flower market board, there's a way of tracking players' points. You would think that if a player earns one point and then another player earns a point, it should skip over the same way. The rules are absent. Apparently the intent is that you should not do that. (laughs) Based on the design of it, based on the look of it, based on the fact that the rules don't say anything about that, but do say about how that board works otherwise, you would think so. But it just doesn't say. Huh. And I find I found a number of times that the rules simply omitted things that I had to turn to Board Game Geek for. So mm-hmm. And so you're saying the points point I mean you normally don't skip points, and you would never have thought that except at the other track that you have on here. Except that the other track, skip. which is on the same board, 
You and it looks very exactly. similar. Yep. Okay. Right. And so then that exactly. leads to think, well, they must all work the same. No, or maybe not, but it, but it's never spelled out one way or the other. Yeah, that could be frustrating. Right. <laughs> so and it's just it's just things like that, which are minor points. Like you can get you definitely get the general idea and things are explained well, but I do think it's kind of a little confusing. And I'm I'm gonna come back to what the the rule called the full greenhouse, and it's just too early to explain why I have an issue with the full greenhouse rule, but I will come back to that when we get into gameplay. But that's another one that just just bugs me. So I I just <laughs> could not recommend really the rules. Okay. They're pretty. So learn it from someone else. Yes. Well, even not even a matter of learn it from someone else, because for what the rules explain, like the rules explain it very well, and that's possibly in part because the game is a relatively simple game. You just draw a tile from a set of them, place the tile, and if you make a flower, then you get to take an action based on what you do. So the rules explain that basic that basic concept pretty well. Okay, well, there we go. So that's the rules, and then the theme. I do not understand the theme. To, I do not understand the theme. So I think the idea of the theme that you're doing here is that you have a greenhouse, and you are building flowers in your greenhouse. But for some reason, if you build a flower in your greenhouse... In fact, you don't add it to your stockpile sometimes. Instead, you somehow use that to change the global value of flowers that you make every single flower worth one less of a totally different flower type. Like if I build a blue flower, instead of adding that kind of flower to mine, I can suddenly say, hey, because I built a blue flower... Every single red flower is worth one less dollar. <laughs> Arbitrarily. You, you picked red just because you chose red. It could have been any color whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, it it's, cool, I guess. So the theme here, this is an abstract game. This is very much an abstract game. Mm-hmm. This is a very pretty, but a very abstract game. I could not justify the theme to begin with. Okay. Nope. Not good. To me, it's, it's a gardening game. <laughs> it's a gardening game, yeah. Well, no. no, it's it's worse than a gardening game. Like Scoville is a gardening game. Scoville is a game where you where you plant peppers and then mm-hmm. you harvest the peppers. And sometimes, if you hybrid the peppers, so then when you harvest them, you get to get the pepper that is the hybrid of both of them. Like if you put together blue and yellow, so you get a green pepper that comes out of those two. Okay. That makes sense because it's all about plant and harvest. The fact that somehow your planting causes markets to change weirdly just breaks down the theme. And, and it's, it's tulip mania all over again, yeah. And it doesn't really make sense. I, I think even it breaks down the theme a bit in that there's this aspect of the rule is difficult to remember. I just mentioned that, hey, when you built a red flower, you're actually allowed to change the market of the blue flowers. And some people forget, like, I've played this with a number of people, they forget about that fact, because it's not intuitive, because that doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't translate. Why should you be able to do that? <laughs> no idea. I could see that, yeah. So, theme is, theme is garbage. So, okay, so let's talk about the components. So, 
Okay, I'm going to talk about the components that I like, which are the pedal tiles for that probably the main thing, the pedal tiles and the garden board. So you have the garden board, and it's actually a two-layer board. So there's a rim around the board for you to put to hold all the pedal tiles in place. So theoretically, once the board is at complete is at its biggest size, the five by five, there's a rim, the pedal tiles will not fall out. Everything remains relatively held, relatively stable. At the bottom of each person's player board, there's little spots for the flower pegs to go. And so you have flower pegs and they can move up and down the board. So those boards and those mm -hmm. pedal tiles look gorgeous. And there's a good reason that the cover huh. of the box is just the flowers because those flowers look really great. That was a great thing to do. Yeah. They look very yeah. nice. They've now there's a problem thrown... with this board, isn't there? What is the problem with the board, Albert? <laughs> When you're going between rounds and you got to prune your garden, it seems like it'd be hard to do that. No, actually, it's not hard to do that because for the first two rounds, you do not fill up the entirety of the board. You only fill up a three by three space in the first round, a four by four space in the ah, second. Ah, okay, yeah. And so it's also, easy enough to slide around. Yep. It's easy enough to slide it around, and even there's little finger cutouts on the edges of the board to still make it easy, relatively to pull out flower pieces from the edges. So no, that's no, the, no. the flower okay. tiles and the garden boards actually are really nice. Let me talk about the rest of the things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. Hmm. Um, the game includes every player has a set of flower pegs as well as the market board has a set of flower pegs. There are six colors of flowers. There's blue, there's purple, there is pink and there is yellow, which are all very different colors. There is also red and orange, which are not very different colors. Those pegs look very similar, so much so that it is extremely difficult to tell them apart. Fortunately, all of the ones on your garden board, at least, go on a special spot, on a track for it. So the orange on the board is very clearly not red. So the one that's on the orange space clearly is the orange one. But on the market board, on the central one, there's no such track. Because again, you hop over each other, things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at the market board and you're not paying enough attention, you will easily miss the difference between the red and the orange. And has happened many times. So much so that I on the, the orange ones have a little gold tip to the flowers. So I painted around the edge of the orange ones so that they also have a little bit of gold on the tips. And that way I made it a lot easier for me to tell the difference between the orange and the red ones. But otherwise, it's so similar. I'm not quite sure who let <laughs> that slide by. Whoops, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's one of those things you probably, probably you get the components and it's, <laughs> they've shown up and now you're stuck with it and you know what are you going to do no there's that's not i mean that's not true that's not how how publishing works like you get supplies you get a you get a master production copy even then you can throw in one more peg for like there are solutions that could have been done along mm -hmm. the stage getting samples like you don't just send off your game to somebody like boy i, I hope this comes out all right i'm not going to take a look at it before like mm -hmm. you if you're not checking, you're doing bad. Right. It is a small publisher, so maybe I mean they, maybe they're in a situation where they felt stuck or something else. I don't know. 
I, I'm just speculating Maybe. either way. I could I could definitely see that being very frustrating when you don't know which color is which. Mm -hmm. um, talking about another component, there is also these hybrid tiles. So over the course of the game, you will have these hybrid flowers that become a goal for everyone to get to get some certain bonuses. When you make a hybrid flower, and it's the, one of the flowers that are available... So you will get a bonus action. Instead of just having the one flower, you get the two flowers, for example. So there are these hybrid tiles. Now, these tiles are the same size and shape as the regular petal tiles, just instead of having flowers in the corners, there's flowers in the center, and they have a gold back. Um, I have mentioned before that different, si different gameplay components should not be the same sizes. It is far too easy for these guys to get lost in the bag. They should have been bigger, or they should have been even cards. There's only 15 of them. Even if they would have just been mini cards, I think that would have been a lot better than making them into cardboard tiles. You shouldn't have them be the okay. same thing, but they are. Okay. Last component are the watering can cards. Similar to when you make a hybrid, there is these. there's a watering can spot. And each round you will reveal which spot on your board is a watering can by the use of these cards. So these cards are just images that show where on the board is the spot where you get a bonus if you build a flower there. They are clear. They are perfectly fine cards, and I have no complaint about those. I think that has covered all of the components. Um, oh, actually, it has not, because there actually is an advanced game that comes with the game. Um, so there are the Tools Advanced Game and the Botanist Advanced Game. So for the Tools, it comes with a set of tool cards and three colored glove tokens per player. Um, the glove tokens are nice-shaped <laughs> cardboard pieces. The tool cards are nice-looking cards. I have no complaints about either of those components. Similarly for the Botanist cards. So it's, <laughs> lo and behold, it's the cards that I believe the Hybrid Tiles should have been. <laughs> um, and it's the yeah. and it's these water drop beads. The rules call them glass beads. They actually are plastic. They don't feel as nice <laughs> as glass. Shouldn't call them glass if they're plastic. Plastic glass beads. How funny! But they're but they're beads. Um, just disappointing that they're not what they say they are. Because what they say they are, it would have been nicer. So. I believe that covers all the components. Did you have any comments you wanted to make on the components, Albert? Um, I don't like glass beads, so I, I might enjoy that they're plastic. I don't like the feel of the glass ones for some reason. Oh, really? They break off. Yeah. I don't. Huh. Yeah, I'm not. I find glass beads in a game is is a downgrade. In you prefer the plastic personally. beads. I I do. I just don't like glass beads. I just don't. Huh. The other thing, I don't think you mentioned it, but there's a really nice towel bag. Really pretty. has the same cover as the art of the board game. Looks great. So oh, great. one last thing I didn't mention. Speaking of, there is the towel bag. One last thing I didn't mm -hmm. mention. So that market board, it's actually a 3D constructed piece where you give it a back and then a little stand and you slot the market board into it. Now, all the way built, that whole market board does not fit in the box. So, you have to take, so it, apart. Have to take it apart, which puts a lot of wear. Yep. So, you have to take it apart, which puts a lot of wear and tear on the connections. And really, there's no purpose for it because the back means that anybody who's sitting behind that board cannot see it. So, 
that does it just raised the cost of the game. Like why why <laughs> add it in there? Why? But why? you can play without that, right? You could just lay it flat on the table. Yeah, I do I do in okay. fact do just that. I just lay it flat because why bother? It it gives no gameplay benefit. It may maybe have nice table presence, but it's just it's just a tall thing in the middle of the table because mm-hmm. you don't normally see that. And there's a reason why you don't normally see that. Alright, so okay, so we've talked about the components. The gameplay um gameplay. It sounds like it's very straightforward. You're drawing a towel and you're placing it on your board every turn. That is correct. Yes, Albert. And if you finish a flower, then you get to do some stuff on the board and maybe score points or something like that. Yes. If you finish a whole flower, um, as you said, you get to take an action. And the action you take depends on three factors. Whether it's a hybrid tile matching those available hybrid tiles whether it's on the watering can location from the cards, um, and whether it's a whole time, whole flower. If it's a, not a whole flower to begin with, then it doesn't do anything. If it's a hybrid flower, um, and it's on the watering can location, then, it, well, first, let's skip the watering can one. If it's a hybrid flower, then you get to stock your greenhouse of each matching color in the personal garden. If it's not a hybrid flower, then you can either stock your greenhouse or change the market for any color. If it's a single one and a watering can, then you get to both stock your greenhouse and influence the market. And if it's a hybrid flower, you get to both stock your greenhouse with each matching ones and influence the market. So... Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess saying okay. it all out, but I think it flows mostly clearly. It does. It does flow pretty clearly, though. I'm confused. Are you saying that the you only get one action and having a, a hybrid flower? If if you have a hybrid flower and no watering, can you do one? If you have a hybrid you flower have and one a watering, can you do each matching one? color? That is your only choice in that case. If you're not in okay. the watering can, the watering can location gives you an extra action sort of. But yes. Okay. So there is the one other action I didn't mention, which is the full greenhouse action. And this is the one that puzzles me to no end. If you've completely filled your greenhouse of a color, you are no longer allowed to take the above actions. So you cannot add more of that color to your greenhouse, obviously, because it's full. But you're also not allowed to increase the market for the color that you've maxed out. So if you've taken the time to get six blues and you said, ha ha ha, I've gotten six blues. Now let's drive up the price for blues and rake in the cash. Arbitrarily, you're not allowed. <laughs> you have you're to not allowed to do that. Do it for you. You, you have to either wait for your opponents to do that for you or what you're allowed to do when you let's say that after you get six blue flowers, you get another blue flower, you're required to do one of the following two things. You either destroy any of your flowers from your market. So I made a blue one so I can go and destroy one of my red ones. And by destroy, I mean reduce that from my greenhouse stock. Theoretically, you can you can reduce your blue stock and not have the problem again in the future. But for some reason, you have the ability to reduce your red stock. 
or you're allowed to manipulate the market for any other flower. So you can, when you make a blue one and you're maxed on blue, you can reduce the value of red just like normal. You just cannot increase the value of blue because for some reason, now that you have a lot of blue, you're not allowed to play with a market. Monopoly rules? I'm really not sure. <laughs> I don't know why they made this rule. Because this rule adds even more complexity when you have to do this like setup for, well, which action do I get to take? Like All the actions are relatively simple. This one is so out there and so crazy and so against the theme, like it's no longer capitalist. You've you've done so well that you've shot yourself in the foot. Like, mm-hmm. why? and I've got too why? much stock, so I have to destroy some of my stock. And you know what's really the worst with this? <laughs> what's that? So there is the possibility for flowers to be worth negative points. So let's say oh. you go and put get six blues, and somebody else suddenly goes and drops blues down to be negative one. So something getting negative six dollars. The only way for you to resolve this is for you to get another blue to decrease the amount of blues you have to five, so that you're only getting minus five points. And only then can you get a second blue, increase your blues, and then increase blue in the market to be worth two or three dollars. So instead of getting negative six over two actions, you're now up to say ten dollars. Wow. Okay. What? <laughs> that is complicated. I, and it, oh yeah, this does not sound like it'd be so much fun multiplayer. Kind of chaotic. Um, I mean, I've played it a bunch of times in multiplayer, and I, I well, <laughs> I will, I will, I will get to the differences between solo and multiplayer in a moment. Okay. Well, I mean, tell us about the tools, and then let's move on to the. Uh... Well, let me first talk about pruning. Let me talk about pruning. At the end of the first and the second rounds, you get to prune tiles. And you are allowed to remove three tiles in the first round or four tiles in the second round. If you've been able to build any of the hybrids that are there during that round, for each completed hybrid flower, you must add or subtract one tile from your prune total for the round. So let's say that in the first round, you did one hybrid flower, because that's all that exists in the first round, you can have either two or four. Now then, because each time you build a flower, you get an action, theoretically you want to take the most amount of actions and have the most amount of opportunities to build a flower. Mm -hmm. So, you will never ever want to prune two tiles. You will always want to prune four. I, I cannot understand why you would ever want to prune two. There's not really a reason. Because the more flowers you remove, the more opportunities you have to make more flowers, which is more money, which is increasing the market or adding to your greenhouse stock. So you will always want to mm-hmm. prune the maximum amount. So why is it an option? <laughs> Here's another one that's weird. In the second round, there's two <laughs> hybrid flowers. So for each complete flower, you add or subtract one. Theoretically, if you want it to be weird... You can make two flowers, add one, and subtract the other, and then you're back to four tiles just like everyone else. What? Nice and fair. (laughs) Editing. Edit that. Just edit. Just delete that. Like, (laughs) mm. 
So let me. I'm. I'm. I'm moving on. So that is the. That is really the game. So you after you do pruning, you will do scoring, where you multiply the number of flowers you have in your stock by the number of flowers you have uh, by the the value on the market board. Give yourself points for that. Note that on the board, even though that the board is a two-layer board for that, for the score cubes, if a score cube matches someone else's, you can't, there's nowhere to slot it. They just have to stand on top and hope it doesn't fall off on a tilted board. <laughs> but anyway, you can do that over three rounds and whoever's the most points wins. Okay, so this version of the game, what I, I'm going to call this the family version of the game. It's light. It plays through relatively simply grab a flower, put it somewhere, and you're constantly trying to move things around. And this is another one of those like find methods. Like you're you're trying to keep your options open, find ways to orient the tiles, because you have three options, and for each of those options, like there's theoretically four orientations for it and where would you want to put it. And how would you want to put things to try and keep up with the most options for where to put flowers this round and next round. So it's light and relatively fast and is a decent family level game intro style type game you know mm-hmm. so that's without adding in the advanced rules so let's let's now talk about the advanced rules so you have tool cards so with the tool cards there's three tool cards that are put in the market and every player has three gloves and theoretically the way the tools work is that if you want to take an action you put a glove on it and if you want to take an action you already have a glove there you have to put two when everybody has used a tool everyone gets one glove back so if you put three on there two of yours are just gone for the rest of the game you cannot take as many tool actions now and a new tool that that one goes away and you reveal a new tool card um this really slowed it down a lot for us because the idea that on your turn let's say that the other players used all the tools in their turn and did a really cool turn and so there's three tools and you have three gloves so let's say they put a tool on all three things so you go through and you also use all three tools and because you use all three tools and now all players have used all three tools your gloves come right back to you and three new tools come out right in the middle of your turn so you have three new tools out you have three new gloves that just came back to you that you can use you get to use another three tools so you're taking six little mini bonus actions and then you get to take an actual regular action to put your tile on the board and how to interact with those, like which ones do you have the order to put them? And then if you can remember, like the deck is only eight large and theoretically you're going to be cycling through this deck. Normally when we play with this, we cycle through the deck two, three times, maybe even more because everyone wants to maximize their actions because these tool cards can potentially give you more actions and more opportunities to score more flowers. Because the, the, it, it lets you score more flowers. You actually can complete flowers using these because they let you rotate tiles. You can score a flower and then remove a tile and put a tile right back and 
scores three, four, five, six flowers on a turn using all these tools that you can use. So all of a sudden, which is what what was just a fast grab a grab a single tile and put it down and turn moves on is now a seven action little lineup of how you're going to balance everything, which if you're playing smart, you want to use them all. And again, mm-hmm. there is this option that theoretically you can use a tool twice at the cost of, at that point in time, only being able to use one tool in comparison to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. That is a very dumb idea. That's a, that because hurts. Why, I don't know why you would ever want to do that because that's theoretically you can get stuck never using a tool again for the rest of the game. Everyone else just will get to use tool to two tools the rest of the game, and you get to use none because your last remaining glove will just get stuck somewhere, and everyone can just just absolutely murder you by mm-hmm. leaving your glove there for the rest of the game, and they get to do all sorts of fun stuff. And Why? so you could, <laughs> it, it does sound kind of crazy. You could basically use all your all your gloves each round, and everybody uses all their gloves each round, and so basically, it does. It's, it's three every other. If, Every other action, you get to use all your gloves. Mm-hmm. If you're playing two-player, every other time, you get to use all your gloves twice. Yes. Okay. Every other yeah. time. But still, so so everybody's going to... Yeah, that that really will slow things down a lot. It and there'd be really no, there wouldn't be a reason not to use them. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And, and the game... And Courage uses to do that. It says some tool actions may result in players completing additional flowers. This is normal and encouraged, says the rules. They want you to do this. Huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then there's the botanist. So with the botanist, instead of having the hybrid tiles be something that's available to everyone, instead you have a secret hidden botanist hybrid card. And if you complete that, then you get four points immediately just for completing your hybrid tile. So unlike the usual one that the advantage of hybrid tiles is an extra action, so maybe one extra flower, now it's one extra flower and four points. Four points Mm. is a pretty big thing. So you have three of those in your hand. You are quite encouraged to just focus heavily on doing those. In the normal game, once you've done a hybrid tile, that's your only hybrid of that color combination that round. Not so with when you have the botanist, you get another one. You always have three in hand. So, or excuse Mm. me, you always have one in hand. Excuse me, you always have one in hand. But you always have a new one in hand. You can now get a whole bunch of hybrid tiles. And theoretically, that means that I said before, you prune for every hybrid you have. Even the first round, you're going to be pruning plus three, so you're going to be pruning what is it, seven? So um, no, you're going to be pruning six. You're going to be pruning six out of nine. What? What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Now then, yeah. theoretically, when someone else puts out a hybrid t- a hybrid card, a botanist card, if somebody else then goes and gets it, they get two points. I question okay. why they would want to, because they have a card in their hand that's worth four. You have to build up to do these. If someone else is rushing to the botanist cards, like you're one turn away from it, it could be that that botanist card will disappear by the time you build up to it, whereas the one in your hand won't. 
and it's worth four. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it it sounds like these modules actually change the, the base game a lot. The the modules make it into a more complicated, heavier weight game. I'd say that it's family style before the modules and heavier with the modules. Okay. And you could choose to play with the modules if you want when you're playing solo, but there's nothing pushing you to or not to. Okay. Okay, so, so that, all that does sound interesting and kind of confusing and whatnot. Let me let me talk about how solo works, because all that is just for the multiplayer. So let me talk about how the solo works. So for the solo, your turns act normal, basically. They, they act just normal. The only difference for the solo is going to be that in order to automate what other players do in, in automa-ish fashion... They figured out that the only thing we want to automate is we want to randomize tile uh, tiles being removed from the available tiles, and we want to randomize um, stuff being removed from, or we want to automate how uh, we want to randomize how the market works. So, in order to randomize how to remove tiles, so you shuffle up the watering can deck. And deal out a card, and it'll either be one, two, or three. And you remove whichever petal comes out of the watering can deck, one, two, or three. And add it to the pool. <laughs> and add it to the bot's pool. And when you have four corners that are matching, even if they aren't next to each other or anything like that, then it influences the market. When it influences the market, so it will essentially just randomly, by randomizing hybrid tiles, move around some flowers, both up and down, and essentially just randomize it by shuffling and dealing a random hybrid tile. It's fine, I suppose. It's a little clunky having to check the different corners of things, but being that there's not usually a whole lot it's not too difficult to do it. I suppose it makes sense. It's fine. I don't know that I really would have cared so much about randomizing the market. I mean, you really do need to randomize the market. Removing a pedal from the tile is just a D3. It's just heavily weighted towards 2 and 3. But it's basically a D3. You probably even could have used just a D3 to randomize the market. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Play and try and beat your high score. You're not playing into the bot. The bot doesn't score any points. It's just randomizing the market, and it's fine. <laughs> okay. So just fine. So it doesn't sound like a game you're gonna get just to play solo. I wouldn't get it to play it multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To tell you the honest truth, like I, I don't highly, I don't recommend the game. I don't really approve of it. It's pretty. It mm-hmm. needed an editor. <laughs> it needed some stuff just to get cut. I think I, I think that there are solutions that this game could have had if it would have cut out the full greenhouse rule. 
if it would have simplified how much tiles get pruned and just say three or four, none of this hybrids go plus one, minus one, just say three or four, done. If it would have simplified how tools work that somehow maybe just that you get three tools over the, maybe you would just cut out the tools and just get rid of that. I would have said botanist just uh, like, I'm not sure how much botanist adds other than the fact that you want to really do your cards, but the problem is that you're always want to do your cards. So cut or really change the botanist cards. I think that there is a kernel of a game that's in here. I just think it's grown a little bit wild in its bed. <laughs> but it sounds like you kind of had fun playing it, even 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 with all. I did the, have fun. The I, I, I had fun playing it. I did enjoy. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you. Especially until I started adding in the advanced stuff. When I was playing it as a family weight game, I did enjoy it. And I will say, the first couple games. I didn't even realize that the full greenhouse rule existed. And realizing that the full greenhouse rule existed turned me off some because I didn't like it. <laughs> and Is it playing easy to just the, fa- the I don't disagree with you, but I tend <laughs> to review the games as the game is. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and I think that the family, marketing this as a family weight game not including the tools module, not including the botanist module, I think would have made the game stronger and better. Giving it a good edit and cleaning this up some would have made the game stronger and better. Fixing the market board so that it was just the top part and leave everyone's and leave a scoring track somewhere else or including cards or tokens for scoring or a dial for scoring, who knows what. But fix that, fix some of the component issues. There's a kernel of a good game here, and I enjoyed the game in its family weight style. I was able to get over the component issues. I painted them. I fixed that up myself. The flowers look pretty. I enjoyed the idea of picking a flower and figuring out how to build my garden to make it match as much as possible. I enjoyed that. I did. I thought that was fun and good. But I just cannot recommend it because because there's issues. There's just editing issues. If you get it, if you own the game, I think that you can have a good time. I think you will want to house rule some things and pitch the tools certainly pitch the tools module possibly pitch the botanist module and enjoy the game and that's that's the thing it's hard to say that about a game where i want to throw away a part of it but i do (laughs) Yeah, well, find another use for the components. Make the flower market a little more stable, maybe. Well, I would just pitch the 3D parts of it and just make it flat. <laughs> it would have been a less expensive It game. looks neat. I found pictures of the 3D market, and it looks really cool. I, I, don't, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. It does look cool, but the problem is it's really not useful and, if anything, detrimental. Okay. The game well, needed some weeding. 
Oh, you love your gardening puns. So, <laughs> so the good, the so if you like this game, even after Julia has described it to you, and you want to get it, you can't actually get it yet. Is that true, Julius? Well, I know that they are just now well. finishing up the Kickstarter, okay. um, and I did back this on Kickstarter, and I received my copy on Kickstarter. I know the Kickstarter is just finishing up. My expectation is that as soon as it's done on Kickstarter, it's going to be coming out to retail. Um, my copy of the game costs thirty bucks. MSRP is forty. So theoretically, it's going to be available in stores soon, and you will be able to have a copy all to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to the Kickstarter page, it has a pre-order button there. So yeah, they don't. Yeah, soon. It looks super cool. I really like the look of it. And it seems like it'll be fun to play with. You know, barring the issues you mentioned. It seems like it a is, nice relaxing activity. It is pretty and fun. Yep. Well, alright. So that, that is our our gardening game, Bloom. This is the season for gardening. The other season for gardening. Yep, that's it. Okay, well. It's a show. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.